Hello, welcome to the Lean of Plants podcast. My name is Chelsea, and if you are struggling to lose weight on a plant-based diet, then this podcast is for you. While there are thousands of books, podcasts, and resources about the benefits of a plant-based diet, the reality is that being vegan does not guarantee losing weight. If you are feeling frustrated and confused about where to start, or you know exactly what you should be doing, but you just can't seem to rustle up enough willpower to do it, then keep listening. In this podcast, you'll learn the truth about plant-based weight loss, but just as importantly, how to use proven methods of behavioral change to turn what you know into lifelong habits that lead to getting and staying lean. Can't wait to get started. Let's do this. Welcome to the Lean of Plants podcast. I'm so excited about this episode. I know I say that a lot, but I was genuinely tearing up and getting emotional as I was just writing the outline because this topic is so close to home. I believe that what I'm going to share with you will change your life if you use and implement it in forming habits and mastering difficult setbacks and challenges and obstacles as they come up in up-leveling yourself, be that in a weight loss journey, in a fitness and muscle building journey, building a business, becoming a better human, parent, anything that you want to do in your life that is going to require struggle and effort and sacrifice is essentially a hero's journey. And this is what we're going to be talking about today because if we do not become the hero of our own lives, then we are the victims. We are the person in the sidelines of the movie who is waiting around to get rescued. And the problem with real life is that no one is coming to save you. No one. No one is there who is more invested in your future than you. And so you have to be the hero for your own life. And if you choose to be on the sidelines and be the victim, then you will not get to the things that you want to. You will not become the kind of person that you want to be. So it is vitally important that if we want something, we want to have some kind of big achievement, we want to come out of the normal that is today and now, we're going to have to embark on this journey. And we're going to need tools as the hero. We're going to need to understand what that journey is going to look like in order to approach it with the right kind of mindsets, the the right kind of habits that we're going to need to overcome those challenges so that we can successfully get to the prize and be the hero at the end. And that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm very, very excited. And the hero's journey is this very well-known idea or, or picture of the predictable trials and struggles and stages of the journey to becoming a hero. And this is pretty much seen in every movie, every uh, book. There is some kind of form of what the hero of the story is going to go through. So the very first stage of this journey is when the hero is actually called to some kind of adventure. So at this part, they are comfortable, they're in some kind of known environment, I'm going to use the idea of Frodo in the Shire because this is it's really well known. Like I think most people have either seen Lord of the Rings or they've read Lord of the Rings. And you've got Frodo in the Shire there. He's pretty comfortable. Everyone around him is happy and there's nothing really to draw him out of that known environment. But along comes the ring. 
he gets given the ring of power. He's passed this. He, he has it passed on to him by Bilbo. Bilbo leaves the Shire and then suddenly all these unexpected difficult things start to happen and he gets called to adventure through Gandalf who is basically saying like you need to take the ring to here like you need to you need to get it out you need to meet me at the prancing pony because it can't stay here so there's some kind of call to leave that known environment leave that safe space and the behavior and all the culture and the community that the hero is in and when you think about this this is we've all had this happen in our journey to try and lose weight whether you're on that or you're finished that or you are listening to this podcast because it inspires you in your parenting or your business or whatever else you have something that has prompted you to leave the comfort of the known or at least embark on it that could be as simple as realizing you know I don't like the trajectory of my life I don't like when I think about who am I going to be five years or a year from now It could be having some kind of health scare. It could be looking in the mirror one day and being like, I don't like what I see. I want to to embark on a journey to change that. And something I want to point out is that normally this is a negative thing. It's not, yes, there is some kind of like call to adventure and there's some like little level of excitement, but most heroes are reluctant. Most heroes don't really want to change and they've got something that's kind of forcing them there. You think about Frodo in the very beginning of his journey, all he's really called to do is get the ring to the prancing pony. Like it's an adventure for him. It's a big deal for him because he's never left the Shire. But when we look at that in the context of the entire story of how he takes the ring from the Shire and then has all of these difficulties, all of these things, nearly dies in the process at the end, like spoiler alert, everyone, everyone knows. When he actually drops that ring into, I think it's Mount Doom. <laughs> Mount Doom, when it's the ring is, is destroyed at the very end, he never set out for that aim. That was something that came much, much later. I want to dwell on that very briefly because I do not believe you need a huge why to start. I do not believe you have to wait around until you have a health scare or you are you've been doing this for 40 years, really the sooner that you embark, the sooner that you can get to the end, the sooner that you can become the kind of person that does overcome these challenges and get to the goal. People spend a lot of time trying to figure out what their big why is. And even though that is important at some stage in the journey, it doesn't have to be what gets you out the door. So there's pain and discomfort at that beginning. The hero starts to walk from what is known to a place that is totally unknown they've never been there before they don't know what's happening it's scary it's new and they have left the comfort and the culture and the everything that is going on inside of of where they were and this is kind of important because how many times do we start to change our behavior and then we get pushback from the people around us and we we think that that is negative we're, we're wondering why we get that kind of pushback when, in fact, we should be expecting and anticipating that if we're leaving the known and the unknown, the people that are staying in the known are not going to understand that. 
They're not going to understand your reasons, what is motivating you to make those changes. And they're certainly not going to understand the behaviors and the journey that you take. Because by taking a journey, you are leaving home behind, like by definition. So the people that are home for you right now, they're not going to get it. So it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel somewhat scary. It's going to be uncharted territory. If you expect that, and you expect that that is part of the hero's journey in order to get to the goal, then it's much less surprising when you encounter that. Like we should expect that. So it's not a sign of something negative when people don't get it. They don't get why you're leaving, why you're changing. That's normal. Expect and embrace that. And something that normally happens at this stage as well is that the hero has a guide and a helper. I think this is really important is that we all need some kind of Gandalf. We need someone who is helping us to navigate from the known to the unknown. This is the person who is helping us make that little leap. It, it, but it's the biggest leap in the beginning to going, hey, I'm going to I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try something new. So if you do not have some kind of mentor, some kind of Gandalf, some kind of helper in your journey right now, then that's and you're at this stage, then you're going to need to find that person in order to get you into that unknown area. Because we can't travel into unknown territory if we don't have a way of getting there, if we don't have some kind of map. So when you think about Gandalf, he's the person that says to Frodo, like, you need to go to this place first, and then you need to meet me here, and then you're going to go to... Further on, you're going to go to Rivendell and you're going to enter this kind of uncharted territory. And realizing the power of mentorship and guidance has been one of the biggest mindset shifts and paradigm shifts that I've had over the last four or five years. Because I, I always felt like I had to do things alone. And what would happen is I would struggle and struggle and struggle because I wouldn't have guidance and I'd be struggling without purpose. I'd be struggling on the same things without actually progressing. We're going to talk about struggle and challenges, but they have to have purpose. They have to move us to the next stage in our journey. That's an inevitable part of the process. But if we're going around in circles, then we never actually we, we never actually get closer to where we need to be. So if you're in a, a part right now where you feel like you are going in circles and you're not actually meeting those challenges and then overcoming them, then most likely at this stage in your journey, you just need some direction. You just need a guide or a mentor in order to help you to do that. And that could be a book. It could be watching someone on YouTube. If that's not working, maybe you need to actually get a coach uh, or have someone who is going to give you that personalized feedback and guidance in order for you to start making progress. And this is why I've talked about a lot. Like I have, uh, I have paid for running coaches. I am in a I have business coaches. I went recently because I really wanted to learn to drop in, which is a skateboarding term. And basically what you do is you you position your board over this drop. And there's something called a coping, which is basically a, a, a metal pipe. And so your board can stand up there and you position yourself so that one foot is on the end of the board and the other foot is hovering over the board that is in midair and you have to propel your body forward and almost drop 
into the unknown. And even when it's only like two feet, it is flipping scary. And so for the past few months, since I realized that I wanted to do this, and this was going to be the next step in my evolution as someone who, who really wants to get better at skateboarding, I've been going to bed every night thinking, I really want to drop in. I wish I could drop in. But every time that I would go to the skate park, just even looking at those drop-ins was freaking me out. And I knew that if I was going to get better, I would actually have to at some point stand on the edge of that and make a decision to leap. And the thing about dropping in is there's no half-assing it. You have to commit, otherwise you will fall. It's a guarantee. If you don't put all your weight on that front foot as you drop, you will slide backwards or you will fall backwards and most likely hit your head. So there's a lot of commitment involved in that. And it got to the point where I realized, you know what, I'm not, I'm not actually taking the steps necessary for me to break into this unknown territory. I need a guide and a mentor. I can't just keep saying that I want to do this and then I don't take the action necessary to get over this mental barrier that I have. And I've watched at this point three hours or more of video. It's probably more like four or five hours of video about how to drop in. I know the theory. I know what I need to do. I just can't get over that. So I I rang up a uh, skateboarding, there's one indoor skateboard place in New Zealand. I rang them up. I drove two hours <laughs> to where this is in Auckland and I got a lesson. And you know what? I dropped in within the first 20 minutes of be, of having this lesson, something that has been defeating me for months. And this is the power of mentorship. It is the power of having a guide because the guide is the person that says, now jump, now put your foot down, now embark on this challenge that you are scared to take. This is, this is the real power. This is what I've realized is that simply having someone who knows more than you, who can give you that assurance that yes, it might be painful, but this is when to take the leap. This is, this is how to navigate those difficult things. That is so flippant and valuable. And everyone who has seen phenomenal success on some kind of journey has mentorship and they have coaching, they have a Gandalf in their life. So if you don't have that, get it. There is nothing more valuable to you actually progressing. If progressing is important to you and you are not, then you must get yourself a guide. And if you're wanting our help in doing that, something that we do incredibly well, then you can look out for the link in the description, hop on a free strategy call with our team, see if our program is right for you and how we can help you to start making progress. So we go from the known, we go from what's comfortable, what's understood, what everyone around us is doing, and then we enter the unknown. The most important part here is that we have something called a power perspective. A hero normally develops a power perspective as they progress. We need to understand this now because this is what allows us to take that leap. A power perspective is something that every single hero that we look up to and that we think is wonderful in the movies and books that we read and that is that they see things as possible and within their direct power to influence and normally the hero even before they start has more of this than the people around them they inherently think that they have the ability to control things or the ability to control influences and that is what makes them 
become the candidate to rise above the people around them. And you think about this in terms of someone like Captain America. I'm a big fan of Marvel. Captain America has got none of the physical characteristics of a typical hero. At the very beginning, he is very small. He is very weak. He is very short. He doesn't have very good muscles. He's kind of like this sickly character. And he tries to actually enlist for the army, but he can't. He gets denied every single time. And yet his internal character is that he is going to fight for the underdog. He is going to stand up for what he believes. And there's this recurring theme throughout all of the movies that he features in where he says, I can do this all day. And he says that mantra when he's getting beat up, when he is getting pummeled by all of these difficulties and all these battles that he has to face. And it's this idea of, I can control my response to the situation. I have the ability. I have internal power. I am not a victim. And a power perspective is really just an, a perspective of life that you are the driving force of what is happening to you. That you are directly influencing the results that happen to you, even when things seem impossible. And the opposite is a, a victim mindset. And I was, I recently had some verbiage to understand this better because I'm reading a book, which is great, by the way, and I'm, I'm learning so much from it. There's going to be a lot that comes into this podcast because it's everything I read. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And the book is called How to Raise Girls That Like Themselves. I can't remember the authors. I don't have that with me right now, but I'm going to put a link to that in the description as well. And they talk about this power perspective. It's one of the key things that you want to impart to your daughters as you're raising them. And definitely something I want to impart to mine because it's the difference between standing at the bottom of a mountain and thinking, this is so high. This is so insurmountable. I'm not even going to start. I'm not even going to try and going, hey, like this is going to take me a while. I better get started now. A power perspective is where you take radical responsibility for the outcomes that you want in your life, where you expect that there are challenges along the way, where you know that there are going to be setbacks, when there is unknown things. This is super important as we enter the unknown, because you think about the difference between two people. You've got two people that are embarking on a trip. The first person is excited. They're excited to go to a place that they don't know. They're excited to travel. They're excited to experience the food. They're excited to see the new people that they meet. They're excited to understand the different cultures. And then you've got someone else. They're scared of what's going to happen if they miss their flight. They, they don't know how they're going to react if they don't speak the language. They don't know what is going to happen when they get there. A lot of the times that person's not even going to try. They're not even going to start. And the difference is just that the first person knows that as they encounter things, they will figure it out along the way. And I had this little revelation because I 100% have a power perspective. And it's something that I, I, I have had to develop because I sure as heck remember when I didn't. And people who who don't have this power perspective are more likely to be depressed. They are less likely to get what they want in life. They are more likely to have anxiety, be anxious, because they believe that the what's happening around them is going to dictate whether they are successful and they or not. They they're basically just whatever happens to them is what's going to happen to them and because difficulty always happens to us that's just part of life there's pain and disappointment then those things are going to set those person that person back back to what I was saying about having a little revelation about this I sometimes get asked by people especially in my my little 
my little hometown as to why I'm kind of okay to travel on my own because I've done a lot of traveling on my own and went to the States a few months ago on my own, had an absolutely phenomenal time and I realized recently for reading this book that I never think about all the things that could go wrong. I'm never scared by travel because I know that things will go wrong and I know that I have the power to overcome them. I know that if I don't understand something, I can ask someone who does. I know that if something goes wrong, then I have insurance and I can find other ways of figuring stuff out. I know that if I don't have someone that I know there, I can talk to a stranger. I can meet people. I can have, there are good people. There are friends that I can make. I know that I have the ability to massively influence the outcomes. And so it doesn't scare me. It excites me. And when you think about a hero, this is a mindset that is super important because we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know. We don't know what obstacles and temptations we're going to face, but we have to have this internal power perspective that we will be able to come overcome them as they come up. So once you pass from the known to the unknown, everything is going to be uncharted territory and everything is there to change you. It is designed to transform you as a person. So we're crossing into the unknown, we've entered the quest, we're on the journey and so from now on, you think of any movie or book you've ever read, anyone that's actually interesting, (laughs) if they're not interesting, if they're so dead boring they probably just don't have this, the hero is going to meet constant setbacks, they are going to have constant challenges, they are going to be tempted to quit or give up or become the bad guy as they progress constantly now you think about this for a minute you've entered from or most likely you're you're on your own hero's journey like you're here listening to this you're the hero of your story no one else no one is coming to save you you have to be the hero why are we expecting this to be easy why are we expecting that there is it's going to be smooth sailing once we understand it why are we shocked and amazed when we encounter setbacks and temptations, why do we see that as negative? And I believe there are three ways that we can see and anticipate the struggles that heroes face, that we are going to face, that are incredibly powerful to us becoming that person who gets to the goal on our journey. Number one, a hero has inevitable and expected setbacks. We expect them. This is the most important thing. This is stage one. We see setbacks as inevitable, but because we have a power perspective, or the hero does, we know that we can overcome them. So we're starting to shift our expectation, because expectation dictates how we feel about something. If we have an expectation that something is going to be wonderful, or it's going to be a certain way, it doesn't even have to be wonderful, we have an expectation of how something is going to be. If it does not meet that expectation, if it falls below that line, then we are frustrated and disappointed. If it exceeds that, if something is better or easier or something that we see is like objectively good, then we're going to be surprised and we're going to be delighted. So when you think about this, this is just perception. It is is so subjective. It is all based on our expectation. If you have an expectation that giving birth is going to be a walk in the park and it's going to be super easy and nothing is, nothing is going to be painful, 
When you go into that experience, you are going to be very, very shocked. You're going to find that incredibly difficult. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be unhappy. You're going to be in a heck of a lot of pain because you had an expectation that wasn't based in any kind of reality. If you go into that experience knowing that it's going to be difficult, knowing that it's going to be the fight of your life, knowing that there is going to be a ton of pain involved, knowing that there are going to be times when you want to give up, if you go in knowing that, you are prepared to fight that battle. And most likely when you come out the other side, you're going to be like, you know what, that was, that, it is what it is. You're not disappointed and frustrated. So when we start to expect pain as normal, we normalize the process of difficulty. We normalize struggle and we start to actually use it. So whenever I see that someone is saying that they are disappointed or they're frustrated or they're unhappy or they feel like a failure. So these are all buzzwords that I kind of look for within our own community because I know when someone's using this, they have a different expectation to or they have some kind of expectation that it would have been different. Because it's always that, like if you're disappointed, it means you had some expectation that was not met. So what if instead of being disappointed, we reset our expectations to things being difficult? Because we know heroes are going to experience that. Because every time that they experience a setback, it's an opportunity for them to up level as a person. Not only that, like, so that's, that's the second point. It's an opportunity to up-level. But so many of the setbacks are just part of the story. Like, they don't really have a ton of purpose to them. You get up in the morning and you realize that your kid has accidentally wet the bed and now you've got to spend time cleaning the sheets that's gone onto the floor and you've got to, your whole morning, all the routine, everything that you were going to do is now out the window. You encounter, you've encountered something. Case in point right now, I just realized that I didn't turn do not disturb on, on my phone. Well, I, I have, I've got do not disturb, but I still got a calendar notification. And I could be really upset about that. And I, you know, there's an initial part of me that it is, but I'm like, you know what? I expect that something's going to go wrong. It's just, it, it is what it is. There's something that's going to go wrong <laughs> during me trying to do a podcast or anything to do with my business. It is inevitable. And so when you expect that, when you expect that there are going to be setbacks, you roll with them, you get on with them, you don't catastrophize about them. They don't become this big deal. The moment that we make setbacks a big deal is when we, when we think that they are not going to happen. So using them to level up. This is super important. This is the second stage or the second purpose of setbacks. I like to think of them as when I think about the, the hero story of Bruce Wayne. Most of us know the story of Batman. There's an incredible set of movies. I would say that The Dark Knight um, is one of my all-time favorite movies. And this is where we're looking at that the pain and the struggle that the hero is facing is there designed to take them to the next evolution in their journey it is there to get them to the next stage they are going to use that difficulty to actually level up in some way so rather than a negative inevitable part which is what expecting setbacks is because if you think about that first part those setbacks are not super positive all the time like there are just inevitable annoying setbacks Fires to fight, tech that doesn't work, you hop on the scales, you, your weight randomly goes up, all of these different things. They're just par for the course. But the ones that really help us to grow are going to 
be a driving positive force if we choose to see them that way, if we reset our expectations about them, if we have this expectation that a hero must have difficulty in order to become that person that they need to be to fight the ultimate battle, then we start to see them really, really difficult differently. And you think about Bruce Wayne or Batman, if you haven't seen the movie, there is an instance where he, I'm going to, this is one of the earlier movies. I can't remember the exact catalyst for it. I think he he fights some kind of like mini battle. He gets captured and then he gets put in this this prison. And the prison is in this, it's underground and there's only one way out. And so he gets there and he is beaten. He is broken. He is bruised. His body, he basically can't move his body to begin with. And there is someone, his cellmate, his cellmate is a, a guide of sort, you could say. And there's, there's guides that we have at different stages of our journey. I will we'll get into that later on. But he, he his guide kind of like nurses him back to health. And then he, he's talking to the guide. And the guide is saying, you know what? There is actually a way to escape this. But no one has ever done it. I think this is, this is not one of the first movies. I'm pretty... This is... He gets betrayed, I'm pretty sure. He gets betrayed by... Like one of the girls. I think this is in the last movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think this is in the movie with Bane. It is. It's the last movie, The Dark Knight Rises. And so he gets put into this. So spoilers, like skip if you haven't seen the movie and you want to watch it anyway. Anyway, he gets put into this this prison, this cave. And the guy is saying there's there's one way to escape. And so basically there's this there's this upward tunnel what do you call that like a it's like a, a well they're almost inside of this well and there is there's a leap that you can get from one little step and then another another step like further up and they watch together Bruce Wayne and this mentor they watch someone attempt it and everyone in the prison is like chanting and yelling the this guy takes a leap one of the prisoners he misses the next step and he plummets to his death. And the guide says to Bruce Wayne, he's like, this, there's only been one person who has ever accomplished this. And then over the next few months, you see Bruce Wayne, he starts to do pull-ups and press-ups and he, he, he starts to prepare for what you know is going to be this inevitable leap of faith to try and escape. And so over that, that process, and of course he, he gets it. He gets it and he escapes. The second person to only have ever done that. So that is productive difficulty. It is difficulty designed for him to become the kind of person that can go back and then get the prize and win the battle. Because everything has gone to custard in his absence. Gotham is like even worse than when he left. Like Gotham, like the worst place ever. I'm like, please, like, how is this place so gnarly? It is, it is so bad. He and he goes back and he he wins. He he gets he gets the outcome that he wants. He he has the hero's success, which is like duh. Like it's a good movie. That's what is going to happen. But he he has to go through that up leveling. So we need to think about this from our own perspective. That there will be setbacks and there will be things that come up that are going to allow us to progress as a person and if we see these as, an, as inherently negative then we are missing out on the opportunity to become the person we need to be to face that next challenge we have to have these challenges in order to progress and some of them are going to seem really small but we resist them with so much 
victimness. I can't think of anything else to say. I'm thinking about things like having to bring food with you to a restaurant or ring up the restaurant and be an inconvenience. Tell your friends and family that you eat differently. Isn't it funny that we see these as so terrible and detrimental? We're like, oh, you know what? I just can't do it. Oh, I'm going to be seen as, as dumb. What if that's actually the thing you need to do to level up? It is. It is the thing you need to do. You need to be the kind of person that's okay with taking up space. You need to be the kind of person that leaves the Shire, if you're Frodo, and then goes and brings the ring to Mordor. Like, if that's your journey. Yeah, they, of course they're not going to get it. Of course it's going to be uncomfortable. You have to get comfortable doing that. You have to be okay with doing those things that feel like the worst thing in the world and so difficult. Because those things have to become boring for you in order for you to progress in your journey and get to that next level. And so when I'm going out to eat with friends, when I'm going and doing, going to the gym three times a week or all these things that are now mundane and boring for me, it's like, yes, there was a time when that was difficult, but it is so far in the past because I'm so leveled up from that period. There are so many little fundamental things that we neglect because we don't have an expectation that they are necessary. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about what is your next thing that you need to do in order to level up. And that if you had mastered this thing, if it was no longer an issue for you, would you be further along in your hero's journey? Is that going to mean you have to have a hard conversation with a spouse about your diet and what you want to bring into your home? Does that mean you're going to have to parent your your teenagers in a different way and say, you know what, this is this is what we're going to do now. This is the way that things are. And I'm sorry that you you think I'm a bad mum. Like I, I, I regret that. That feels awful to me. But it's not going to change that I need to become this new person. And so things are going to change. Behavior is going to change. What is that for you? What does leveling up look like for you? I'm going to share what it looks like for me because I think this is important. Because I realized recently that, and this is through this mentorship that I had of, of learning to drop in on the skateboard, is if I, <laughs> I want to progress in my podcast, in my YouTube videos and creating content, and I am not putting the same in care and effort and dedication that I am with skateboarding. I am not seeking out mentors. I am not finding, I, I'm not getting critique. I am not. I am not leveling up. I am not actively trying to level up. And it's going to be difficult to figure out just even where to start with that. But I, I want to start doing that with this podcast. I want to start doing that with my, my Instagram content, my YouTube content. I want, I want to level up. I want to go through that pain that is going to take me to the next stage of the journey. Because this, this is the other thing as well, is sometimes we have to seek the pain. It's not just going to happen to us. We are going to have to put ourselves in environments and in situations where it is going to increase the odds of us failing and of there being pain in order to level up. This is being the inconvenience to your family. This is saying what you want to eat at a restaurant. This is saying no to things in the supermarket. This is having accountability to do your workouts or get in your step goal every day because someone else is looking in and saying, hey, Just checking in. Why didn't you do this? Like, how are you going to prioritize this? You're going to have to seek that. The hero is proactive in seeking ways to level up because it is part of them getting to that goal. I wanted to also touch on the fact that our expectation of understanding that pain is productive or that that struggle is productive changes everything. I went into my first birth with my daughter, Riley, 
not knowing much about it. I, I was very scared of that process. I didn't want to read any books about it because it, it really freaked me out. And I, But I still wanted to have a natural birth and I had a home birth. And if you've given birth, you know that there is this phase called transition. And transition takes you from having consistent contractions to then pushing. And transition... I would argue is the worst part of childbirth because you feel so incredibly out of control. And what I didn't know when I gave birth to Riley was that you are, it is designed to get you feeling out of control, to almost get you panicking, to get you feeling like I can't do this. This is too much. It's too painful. Transition is so incredibly painful, but you're not actually pushing yet. And I didn't know that. So I got to transition and I was freaking the heck out. I was saying things to Nick like, and this is fair, like this like is the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. And I was like, Nick, like if you love me, like kill me, like shoot me. I can't do this. Like between breaths, like between having my breath taken away where I was like, I, I'm dying. I, I thought I was dying, but it was worse than that because I, it wasn't ending. It wasn't like, I'm dying, I'm dying, okay, I'm dead. It was like, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm still living, I'm still living, everything hurts. Why is this happening to me? Make it stop, but it, it couldn't stop. And so I, for a very long time after that birth, I felt a sense of that being a traumatic experience or that being something that I didn't even want to think about because I, I hated that feeling of being out, out of control. And then when I was going to give birth to my second daughter, Morgan, I actually read some birthing books <laughs> and I learned that that feeling is designed to give you the adrenaline that you need, that your body vitally needs to push a human out of your vagina. Like that is what is it is there for. It is there. That out of control feeling is going to give you something. It's going to give you the hormones that you need to go to that next stage and level up. And so this time around, when I, when I felt it, it was still scary. It was still awful. It was still the worst pain that I'd ever experienced. But it had a purpose. And so when I felt out of control and I got to that point, I was like, I can't do this. I'm starting to tear up. I don't know why I'm crying of this. But when I got to that point, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I knew that I was meant to get there. I knew that getting to that point of feeling like I was failing and I couldn't do a second longer. I knew that that was what was meant to happen because I had to go through that in order to push the baby out. And it didn't change how hard it was. But it allowed me to get through it. And so my percept my birth was totally different the second time around because I understood that vital piece of information that transition was meant to feel so awful for a purpose. And how crazy is that? That nothing in the actual physical realm changed for me. It was just my perception on what its purpose was. So if we can change our perception and our understanding of pain and difficulty and struggle as what is required for us to reach that next level, it allows us to go through it. It's still going to hurt and it's still going to be hard, but we can get through that when we recognize that the hero must in order to get to that next stage on their journey. The third thing with this is that heroes always have some kind of canon event. And so a canon event is some kind of necessary difficulty. It is the struggle or the pivotal moment where something 
difficult happens that changes the hero and allows them to be the person, become the person that they need to be. And without the canon event, they would not be the hero. So you can see that there is a subtle difference between the canon event and then the ability to level up and then also temporary or inevitable setbacks. Inevitable setbacks, they don't have a ton of purpose, but they're something that we should expect. Using difficulty to level up, is it allows us to progress. We get closer to that journey. But canon events are... Like there is no way that we get to there without them. Like they are they are just like so pivotal and necessary. And I want to I want to explain that there is a lot of nuance here. I'm not saying that bad things have to happen to you, but if we look at the this idea of a canon event in a, in terms of seeing that from the hero's perspective, I think that it's helpful because of two things. The number one is realizing that there will be big difficult events. There will be things that are going to fundamentally change us as a, as a person and that they are going to be really, really difficult and expect that those are going to be there. We're going to expect that those things are necessary to us becoming the person that we are, we are destined to be, the hero that we are destined to be. So when these big setbacks happen, if we approach them with this idea and this understanding that that is that is not only okay, that is not only inevitable, that is not only designed to help us level up, but that ultimately we are going to look back years later and we're going to see those events, maybe even like, like, a, like a lifetime later. Maybe it's going to take us that long to actually see that. But we, if we allow ourselves to see these as canon events, then we're going to see them as part of the inevitable story or the inevitable event that makes our story worth telling. That it is going to make us who we are. And every single hero has some kind of canon event. And this is a kind of an idea that came out in the new animated Spider-Man movie. I'm trying to enter the Spider-Verse. There's two parts to this movie. Oh, one of my all-time favorite movies. Like absolutely phenomenal movie. Beautiful, beautifully done. Beautiful storyline. Just flawless. There is not a lot of movies I'll give a 10 out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10 in both of these movies, um, the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man movies, um, the animated ones. And in the second story, there is this idea, well, if you know the Spider-Man story, let's go into that way. I don't want to give any spoilers. But in Spider-Man, because there are lots of versions of Spider-Man, there is many, many. But there is, all, there is a canon event where Spider-Man has someone close to him who dies. And he can't save this person. And normally, well, in the original, it is Uncle Ben. So Uncle Ben dies, and and Spider Man Peter Parker can't save his uncle, and that that is a a pivotal part of every single story to do with Spider Man. And so when that event happens, that is a it, it is awful, and it, it feels like it, it could have been preventable. That's the thing is that it it, it was preventable. But every single Spider-Man and every version of the universe in this story is destined in some ways. <laughs> like It sounds like fate. It, it kind of is in some ways. But they, they have to go through this. It's, it's who they are destined to be. And so canon events, they're, they're always difficult. So if we see them as ultimately something that helps us to become that person, then 
we shift our feeling of it being something inherently negative or bad. Now this is this is where I want to have to, or I have to be super nuanced with this. There are going to be things that are inherently negative or bad that happen to you. I'm not saying that they're not, but once those things happen, we have one of two choices. We can choose to fixate on a fantasy world where that didn't happen. Another universe, so there's this idea of the multiverse where there's multiple versions of our universe and there's slightly different things that happen in in any one of them. And I don't believe that. I don't think most people truly do. It's, It's this kind of cool idea in stories. But how many of us actually still do that where they're like, imagine if you, I'll use my, I'll give an example very close to home. My husband has multiple sclerosis. He has a condition which is constantly progressing. He's now in a wheelchair. He's got a whole lot of things that he can no longer do in the 10 years, nearly 10 years since we've been married. He was diagnosed about five months after we got married. And there's a lot of instances and times where we've done the what if. What if he hadn't been diagnosed? What if they'd caught it sooner? What if we'd have known that his symptoms were MS before we got married? Because it was such a small point. How would have that changed things? Would we have ended up getting married? Would we have been, you know, with different people? Would things have, would the outcomes have been this different? And we we kind of think about our past and these these negative things that happened to us as well. We think about the possibility of things being different. And the thing is, like in the abstract, there is possibility of those things being different. But in actuality, there isn't because it's in the past. The past is so flippin' fixed. The past is more fixed than anything else. It is gone. It is over. There is no other reality. There is no universe where things are different. Like this is all we have. And so wishing and hoping and regret and all of these things, when we think about that in terms of the past, then we're we're thinking about this in a way that's not helpful to us. And that we've, like I said, we've only got one or two choices. We can either fixate on the fantasy of what could have been different which is which is nothing that nothing could have been different there is no could left the coulds are all used up the shoulds are all used up i've said in another podcast stop shoulding on yourself it is done it is finished the past is gone it is wrapped up with a tight little bow you need to keep it there there is no shoulds I should have not eaten that cookie. I should have not had that binge. I should have prepped. It's done. It's over. There's no should about it. It's finished. And so in my mind, I'm like, if if I instead saw that, you know what, that, not that it had to happen, but I'm going to accept that no matter what universe, no matter what thing, that thing is, not it had to, not it should, not it, not anything else, but it just is. There's nothing else. It just is. It did happen. And now, because it did happen, it's it's canon for me now, because it's in the past, then I get to use that as a way of leveling up, as a way of being, you know, I'm going to embrace and fully accept that there is no alternative to what happened because it has already happened. There is no universe where it didn't happen because it is done there is nothing other than here and now I'm going to remove the I wish and wouldn't it be nice and poor me and I'm going to choose to see that as an event that can shape me to be the person that I need to become because what's the alternative you live in a universe that doesn't exist you wish away what could have been you don't use that that's your choice but heroes always have these big canon events 
they always have something of difficulty they always have something that is objectively awful happen to them maybe this could be like your family really gets a bee in their bonnet (laughs) about the choices that you make with your diet I, I know people who their family continually is upset about the choices they've made around veganism continually hounding them continually hounding their kids and the choices that they've made it would be nice if it was different but it isn't and so they have one or two options they use that as a canon event they move on and they go you know what I, I I'm going to use this this is just it is what it is and I'm going to use this to allow me to level up normally canon events are a kind of this idea of like they're bigger but what I want to stress is that canon events are always in the past and saying that we can expect that bad things were going to happen and that when they do, rather than dwelling on them, we get to choose to use them. And something that gives me a lot of comfort is that I, in some ways I don't want to be the, uh, the hero of my story. In a lot of ways I'm like, I'd like to live a cruisy life. I don't want to leave the Shire. And it gets me thinking about the line in Lord of the Rings where Frodo says to Gandalf, he's like, I, I didn't, I don't want this. I wasn't. I never asked for this. I didn't ask to be on this quest, pretty much. I'm paraphrasing here. And then Frodo, he turns to, or Gandalf, he turns to Frodo and he says, like, so are all who live to see such times. But is that, that's not their choice to make. And I butchered it so badly. But it's this, this beautiful little picture of, you don't always get to make that decision. You don't always, you can't control There's a lot of things outside of your control. There's a lot of obstacles that we're all going to face. Be that anxiety, depression, trauma in your life, people not understanding you, deaths, grief, disability, sickness, all of these things, cancer, kidney disease, all of these things that are coming up. All we get to decide is how we use those moments and whether we see them as a part of the journey. And when I think about myself as I put myself in that role of the reluctant hero, something someone said to me, it was a business, it was a mentor actually, they said, like, you are going to have a story or you have a story that is going to inspire others. And I'm like, I don't want a story that inspires others. I just want to like live. Like, I'd be very happy to be just slim my whole life and never had to have done this and all these things and just be like wonderful with business and all this stuff. Not have a husband that had an NMS, but that's not my life. Like I'm 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 thrust onto this journey. So I wanna be the hero of it. I don't wanna be the victim. I wanna use these things that have happened to me for good. I wanna be able to to stand here and tell you that there is hope because I've overcome it and that you are capable of doing that too. And even though I didn't want to go through that, like that's that's the heroes and the people that I admire like they all go through difficult things the people that I look up to most are the people who have the stories that are worth telling and when you think about this all of these things all of this hero journey all of the setbacks and the things used to level up and the canon events all of these things are there to help the hero become the person that they need to be in order to fight that ultimate battle and at that point when you think about it they have All of these things have been used so that they are now the kind of person that will either triumph or they will die trying. Because every hero's story climaxes with what is called the abyss. 
death and rebirth that is like actually what it's called in this this idea of the hero's journey or it's called the revelation that is the climax of our stories is that there is there is something where we have that ultimate battle and i don't know if i'm not saying that like your story and my story is going to culminate in some kind of crazy ultimate battle i don't i don't think that that is necessarily the case what i think is important to take away from this is that at that point at that climax whatever that looks like the hero has transformed as a person it's not just that they've gone on this wonderful quest that they it's that they are so transformed from who they were that they are now they have gone through or they will go through or they are going through a rebirth and that they emerge from that different and that is something that has happened over time because you think about Frodo again he starts out and he's just bringing the ring to the prancing pony all the I feel like all the Lord of the Rings <laughs> Nerds are going to get at me because I'm probably butchering it. I tried to read it. I read the first Lord of the Rings. It's like disclaimer here. Uh, I, I, I don't love the books. I honestly don't. I Yeah. I like things with a little bit more humor. I think that's why I like Dickens. But anyway, love the movies. And Frodo, in the end, becomes the person who would die to get the result. At the end of it, he's willing to die. He he knows. And there's this there's this quote where I think it's Gandalf is saying like Frodo begins to realize that this will take his life and he's now okay with that and you think about any kind of hero in any movie is they they get to a point where they're willing to die and they're willing to sacrifice themselves because of who they now are and so a hero is someone at that at that point when we we see them at their best is they are someone who will keep fighting even when it looks like there is no hope left not because of the outcome, but because of that is that is who that they have become. They will succeed or they will die trying. So they have now shifted their identity because identity is the heart at the heart of all of the behavior that we have. It is the strongest driver for anything that we have, which is why I wanted to share this podcast with you, but which is why I was crying a while ago <laughs> and while I was getting teary as I was writing this. Because our identity is probably just the, the person who is the neighbor of Frodo right now. It is the victim sitting in the corner waiting for Captain America to save them. And so if we can shift our identity and we can see ourselves on this quest and on this journey and we can change our identity over time, imagine the things that we could accomplish. Because that's ultimately what changes for our hero. It's not all the difficulty that they face. It's their ability to overcome it and how that changes them over time. So they are not fixated at the end when they have when they have had their rebirth. They are not the person that is as concerned with the outcome as they are with fighting until their last breath. And so if you are not there yet, if you would not continue on because of your identity, even when everything is painful, when it is frustrating and it is difficult, then you're not there yet. If you give up when it's difficult, if you give up when you hop on the scales, if you go and the, the weight's gone up, if you stop eating vegetables because you're not seeing the results that you want, if you stop going to the gym because you had someone look at you and you didn't like the what happened there or you didn't, you didn't feel like you made progress, then you're not there yet and that's okay that's fine because you're still results based you're still well if I get what I came for if I get the results that I want if I win then I'll keep going 
You're still motivated by that. And that's okay. The hero is at the start of their journey. But at some point that has to shift. And this is the cool part. Everything up until that point when it does is designed to get you to that point. All of the difficulty, all of the struggle, all of the times you want to give up, all the times you do give up, all of the times you pick yourself back up, all of the times you get back on track, all of the times you seek out a mentor again, all of the times that you fail, all of the times that you keep going even though it hurts, every obstacle and setback and struggle and challenge and temptation that you face, when you overcome those things is ultimately going to get to you to the point where even if you don't see those results, that you do the thing. You continue on because that is just who you are now. It is transforming you into the hero that you are meant to be if you keep going and you keep fighting and you just don't give up. That that difficulty is positive because it is getting you there. And there's this, one of my favorite movies is Gladiator. And there's this part at the end, I'm going to read you the direct quote, I'll probably cry. And there's this part where he reveals... I'm pretty sure he reveals his identity to the man who was responsible for killing his his wife and his son. And he, you know that he is going to fight to his last breath. And he's prepared and willing to do this. And he says, my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix legions, a loyal servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius, Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. <laughs> like it is, he has something there where it is, it, it is just so tied to his identity to get that vengeance or get that justice, however you want to look at it. He is going to fight to the death. Like death is no obstacle, Ethan. Like do you think about it? death is the ultimate obstacle, but in this instant it isn't. And he has changed so much as a person where he can get to that point. You think about Captain America at the end of Endgame. If you're a Marvel fan, he's battered and broken. He is beaten down, and just when you think he's beaten, just when you're like you know, and you and at this point everything is so dire that most likely the entire world is going to be crushed and killed and destroyed like like it is in any kind of marvel movie and just as you see that like he even if he gets up this is the thing he is so broken and beaten at this point he is so overpowered by thanos that even if he does get up you know he's ultimately going to be to die or be beaten to the point where he can't change the outcome at that point it is it is it is too late he has anything that he gives from this point is still not going to be enough. He, you think he's beaten. He's on the ground. And you see him struggle to his feet. With every ounce of strength that he has left. And he tightens his shield around his arm. And he looks up at Thanos and he gets back up. And I tried to find it. but And I don't know if this is accurate. So don't commit me that he isn't. But in my memory he says I could do this all day. Which is the thing that he says right at the beginning when he is weak and small and he's been beaten up by everyone. That is his mantra. where he, That is his, him saying to himself, it is not about the outcome. It is not about whether I win this fight. I am going to keep fighting until my last breath. And here's the thing that is really important with this story that I, I think that we all can learn from. Is he could have at that point, he, 
he knows he's going to die. He knows that he's beaten. There is no objective reason for him to continue. And in that last moment where he's on the ground beaten and bleeding and no matter what he does, he's still beat. He has a choice right there whether he he's like, you know what, I, I'm going to admit defeat. Like if it was me, I probably would just admit defeat. I'd be like, it's not going to change it anyway. I'm just going to lie here. I'm going to die. I'm just going to lie here. He, because of his identity, uses his last amount of strength. He uses everything he has left, more than what he thinks he has left, to get up and fight for a battle that's already lost. And this is what it means to to become the hero. This is what it means to go on a journey where you transform as a person, where you do the thing regardless of the obstacles, in spite of the challenges and temptations, you use the setbacks and you ultimately become the person that no matter what, you get up and you continue to fight the good fight. Because Not because of what you get for it, but because that is who you are and that is who you have become. And in some stories, the hero actually dies. And they can do that and they can make that ultimate sacrifice because they become that person. And that's the climax of the story is that they go through either some kind of death or rebirth. And I'm not saying die for weight loss. (laughs) I'm not saying like crush yourself into the ground. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is that we need to expect that massive change will require us becoming a hero, hero that ultimately will metaphorically die to our old self. That ultimately is going to shed that skin and leave it behind through the struggle and the trials and the temptations that they face along that journey. And that ultimately we cannot be the hero and be that person who is still in the Shire or still at home or still doing everything that we used to do in our old lives. Because what happens next in the hero's journey after that climax? They, the old person is no longer recognizable. And that they have become someone else along the way, someone totally different. And so the hero then starts their journey home and they're a changed person. They're battle-worn, they're totally unrecognizable to the people that they left behind and they will not be understood when they get back. And they've changed in a way that only people who have been through that journey as well can possibly know. And this is why I think it's really important is that why are we expecting that our friends and family and that people who are in our, our old way of doing things, our old lives, why do we think and expect that they're going to understand and accept us? Why would they? Why would we? Why would we think that that's going to happen? Does that ever happen in, our, in the hero's story? If you become the kind of person that gets up at 5am and works out every day and eats vegetables, is it not expected that people are going to think that you're weird and obsessed and extreme? Are not all heroes weird and obsessed and kind of extreme? The fact that they would die for something? And I think we just want to do both. I think we want to like live in this comfort of the unknown and still have the hero's result. And it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. Like we, We're on a journey to ch- massive change and transformation. And when I think about who I was five years ago, I am so unrecognizable. And it started with weight loss for me. 
And now I'm here on, I think it's like 130 something episode of Lean With Plants in a community where we have hundreds of women that are working with us to lose weight and transform their lives. That I am imparting this knowledge and these toolkits and these frameworks that I have learned and developed to hundreds, if not thousands of other women. Like that blows my mind. That is so incredibly wild. And I want that I look back five years from now and I'm like, I can't even believe who I was then. Like I want that. I want to be that hero of my story because like there is struggle, there is pain and ultimately that's what I want. I want to be the hero because that's, that's the identity I want for myself. And so when these setbacks and these struggles and these things happen, I'm going to be okay with it. And I, I have mantras and I have an expectation of that. And that's something that's evolved and changed over time. But it started with me realizing that I had to take that responsibility. I had to choose to see myself as the hero of my story and expect and anticipate that that was not going to be easy along the way. The hero knows that they'll never be the same. They know that they're not going to be understood. They know that they don't need to strive to fit in and that they cannot. The hero stops caring at some point about fitting in because they know that they're so changed anyway. And at some point, the hero has to accept that there may be a point of no return, that they have changed so much and they have experienced so much and they've overcome and that their their goal is now so important to them that they're willing to die for that. And I, I want you to, to analyze and, and, and think about, like, what does that mean to you? Like, how important is it to you to, to get to where you want to be, to embark on this journey? I don't think, like I said, I don't think it has to be super important in the beginning. Because as you've seen, is that the identity of the hero starts to change over time. They learn through those, those struggles and through those obstacles that there is some kind of strong why. And I'm going to talk about that in a little second because there's a couple more points I want to make about what heroes experience and what heroes need in order to progress. But keep this in mind of what stage you're at in that journey. How important is for you to leave the unknown? Because you don't, you don't have to, but ultimately you don't get what you want if you choose to stay in that comfort known zone. So things that heroes have that, that we need as well. Number one is we need guides and mentors at different stages. And so remember in Frodo's story, he has Gandalf to begin with. Gandalf helps him. And then further along the time, he actually has different guides and mentors at different stages. He meets he meets Gollum for one. Gollum's actually kind of a, a not maybe not a mentor, but he, he's a guide. And so he's a guide that is required at a very, very different stage for a different purpose. You think about Captain America in the Marvel franchise, if you've seen it, he starts off with his best friend. His best friend is Bucky and it's kind of his mentor. It's the person who is helping him. It is someone who is walking along that journey with him and allowing him to up-level in those moments. Later on down the track, it's changes to different people. And so at different stages of our journeys, we are going to need a different mentor. We're going to need different people who are going to allow us to get to that next level. The second thing we need is people who struggle with us. These are our fellow fighters. They are people who are normally just a little bit ahead of us or they are people that we we want to get around who have the same mission, the same goals, the same ideology as, as us. They are They are on the path with us. This is vitally important. It's something that I've realized more and more is massively impactful to your ability to progress. There's this idea that 
or there's this phrase or it might even be study that or research I should say we become like the five people that we spend time with I want you to think about that right now the five people that you spend the most time with are those do those people have the character traits and the lifestyle and the life that you want and if not then maybe you need to hang around with different people community is so incredibly important because we progress most when we are around people who push us and challenge us and who people who understand what that mission is. And I've realized this more and more that if I want to become this kind of person that I say that I do, I need to get around people that are, who are doing it, people who are walking the walk. Because being an island doesn't work. And we see that in the hero's journey. It doesn't work. When they're on their own and they're struggling on their own, when they're a lone wolf, they don't get much done. But when they team up with others, when they go from saying, I work alone, to actually having someone with them, they get a lot more done. They progress so much further in their journey. The third thing, and this was like a little thought that I had. I think I was even like possibly in the shower. You know how you have like random thoughts? I've never heard this talked about in anything about the hero's journey, but I've noticed that heroes have tokens along the way that strengthen their identity. Because remember, this always comes back to identity. Thor has a hammer. Captain America has a shield. Frodo gets given a sword, which is called Sting. And it all just strengthens like their identity and it strengthens the quest that they're on. These are little things that help them Physical things generally that help them on their journey. You think about every single super person has a suit. Spider-Man has a suit. Batman has some kind of bat costume. I bet if you thought about any single hero in any movie or any book, they have some kind of token or something that helps them on their journey. And it, it not only helps them, but it also strengthens their identity in the journey as they're, as they're going along. The Fellowship of the Ring. That, that entire group with the little hobbits and the elves and uh, Gandalf and all this this party, this nine these nine people that embark, they get these little leaf uh, brooches or something that, that holds their cloaks together. So there's some kind of token there. You think about Harry Potter, he has this invisibility cloak and he has his wand that is this really... If you're a Harry Potter fan, you know, like there's something really special about his wand. And it gets me thinking about if we can use tokens and if we can use physical things that help to strengthen our identity, then that is incredibly positive and we should invest in those things. And I think that can be really simple. I think it can be gym gear that you like working out in that makes you feel like you want to work out. It can be something as simple as having like good running shoes if you're trying to become a runner because you want it to strengthen that identity. On my wall, I have a framed print that says fail faster because it is an, it's a token of something that I want to be. I want to be the person that tries things. I just got a skateboard rack for us to display our skateboards and it's a token. It's also useful, but it's a, it's in some ways, it's just a token of the identity that I'm trying to build. And I used to... I think I used to not see these things as super important and I'd kind of dismiss them and I've, I've realized or I've, I've reevaluated a lot of that where I'm now going anything that strengthens your ability to get out the door and do the thing as long as it's not overtly harmful is helpful 
like even if it's a placebo type effect so I've been starting to take out take pre-workout um before I work out and like I, I do think it's overall positive I think that it's helpful but more than that I am much more inspired to work out when I've had pre-workout because it's this little token of I'm not about to work out. I'm about to get hyped up. I'm about to listen to music that gets me feeling like I can lift heavy things. And so there's a there's a physical token associated with an identity. And old me, I think, would have been like, oh, like that's stupid. That's that's dumb. And now I'm like, use anything. Use all the tools. Use all the things that help you to shift your identity. Because that is that is what we see people who are successful actually doing. They use all of those little nuggets. So tokens are a big part of that. I'm very curious to hear what does that look like for you. So for me, I've got my skateboarding stuff. I keep my skateboard in the car. I've got uh, workout clothes that I like. I've got like I've got the, all these, these little these little tokens that kind of help me along that journey. And then number four, this is really important, and this is a reason to keep fighting. And this is normally to do with the people back home, as it were. It's normally to do with some kind of thing that is going to happen if you don't keep fighting. This is the big why. And normally this develops and gets stronger over time. It can start really small. It can be curiosity. It can be a little bit of pain. It gets you out the door, gets you on the quest. And then it needs to evolve into something that is worth fighting for. This is, you think about Mulan, it's like a girl worth fighting for. And so for me, I've realized that I do this because I want to support my family. This is my big why of business. And I'd love to say that it is because I want to help women on the internet and I want to empower women. And that is a big part of it. But it's not what gets me out of bed in the morning. It's not what gets me doing difficult things. For me, like that's a wonderful byproduct for me. But ultimately, I go, I want to support my family through this. Because if I don't, what's going to happen to us? I'm the sole supporter of our family. And I'm like, I'm so motivated and dedicated because there I want my family to survive. I'm fighting for my kids. I'm fighting for my husband. And so for me to be fit and for me to be strong is a big part of my ability to take care for them. That is my shire. That is my back home that I am fighting for. Don't get too caught up in this. It can be as simple as knowing that in 10 years from now, you don't want to be where you are today. That you maybe you've got a history of cancer and diabetes and heart disease in your family and you don't want to to rob your kids of yourself too early. That you want to be the mum that can hop on a board and play at the playground with your kids. Like that's a big why. That's enough. Remember that when the hero normally starts out, they are, they're curious and they, they kind of want to leave the unknown. We find a lot of that along the way. It is strengthened a lot along the way. But if we really get honest with ourselves, most of the time for us to stay stuck in our patterns of behavior, it, it is not a pleasant outcome. It is not something that where we want to be 10 years from now. And if it is, if you want to stay where you are, if your behavior currently is going to lead you to where you want to be 10 years from now, then keep doing it. Like you don't have to change. But if not, then start embarking on that journey and, and strengthen that why along the way. To wrap it up, this has actually been a very long episode and I hope you found it valuable so far. These are some questions to ask yourself. The most important one to begin is, do you have a power perspective? Do you have what behavioral scientists call an internal locus of control? 
Are you fearful of the unknown or are you confident knowing that you can overcome the challenges as they come up? This is just a perspective and it doesn't mean that you're going to overcome every obstacle. It just means that you're going to try. Do you think that the world around you is going to dictate your results or do you take ownership to do everything within your power to move yourself forward? This is the big one. This is radical responsibility. It changes everything. If you do not have this, then start developing it in yourself. Start seeing obstacles that come up as different. Start taking ownership. Start saying, I will find a way or I will give it a go. Or problem solving, brainstorming, things do. Most of my podcasts talk about this. So listen to literally any of them if you do not have a power perspective currently. The next one is, do you see challenges or how do you see challenges and obstacles? Do you see them as frustrating and disappointing or do you expect them and embrace them? Next, do you have guides and mentors and community with you on your hero's journey or are you a lone wolf? And then finally, what is your response going to be the next time that you face challenges in your journey from listening to this as you become this hero? What are you going to do next? Because challenges and obstacles are an inevitable part of it. I'm going to leave that there. I hope that you have found this helpful and valuable. I am rooting for you. I am encouraging you. I am so proud of you for continuing on in your hero's journey. You are the hero of your story. You are not a victim. No matter what anyone else says, no matter what you have been through and what life has thrown at you, you are the hero and you can overcome it or die trying, metaphorically. (laughs) And I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you have found this helpful and you find this podcast a pot of gold and you like it and you love it and all the things, please consider sharing it with someone. Share it on Instagram. It really, really helps. This is the one of the key ways that podcasts actually grow. They're not really searchable. So if you share a podcast, then you are helping other people through social proof know that it is worth listening to. Hugely, hugely helpful to the people around you. It gives back. You are helping someone else on their hero's journey and you're also helping the podcast. So you're helping uh, me do that as well. Nextly, please just leave a review. It helps so, so much. I read every single one and I get so much. I just get so much joy from hearing that this is not being put out there into a void and also helps people to know that this is a good podcast as well and then finally if you are needing help on your own hero's journey if you do not have the guides and the mentors and the community that you need and the tools that you need to overcome the obstacles as they come up we would love to help you to get there and the first step is to come and have a free Uh, consult so we can have a personalized strategy with you on how to move forward in that journey you can find all that information in the description all right that is it for me and i hope you have an amazing week go crush it my hero bye